Saturday. How's everyone doing? My name is Mag. Thank you just thank you so much for joining us this morning. Now, of course, this is the Catholics at Home podcast. And uh, well, today, you know, I'm super excited because it's going to be a very chilled out show. And uh, we're going to be asking our 
priest about their lives. Okay, so you don't normally get this opportunity much. So if you've always wanted to ask a question to a priest, but you know you never had a chance to do so, or if you ask someone and people just turn around and say, "Do I look like a priest?" Yeah, so that's your opportunity right now, okay? So type your questions in the comment section below. Also, don't forget to like and share this podcast as well, okay? For now, um, I'm super stoked. So let's bring on our guests. Of course, we've got the Catholics at Home resident priest, Father Clarence Davidas, and our guest priest this morning, Father Alex Jelvum. Welcome, Fathers. How are you all today? Hi, guys. Hi, good. Good morning, Mac. Hi, Father Alex. Hi, Father, Father. Hi, Mank. Are you all nervous or super excited? Which one? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Mank. Nervous. Nervous. Huh? Uh, we're going to get all these questions asked about us. What do we do? What do you do in our free time? I hope they don't ask. Uh, do you eat? Do you take showers? Or do you... <laughs> You'd be surprised the questions might come in, Father. So let's hope everyone takes it a little easy on you guys this morning. Uh, so shall we start or, you know, do you want to start with a disclaimer? <laughs> oh, I, I think I think it's nice. You know, very soon, uh, in, in about two weeks, yeah, in, in two weeks' time, we, we celebrate uh, Holy Thursday, uh, yeah. the day for the Eucharist and for the priesthood. So it's nice also, I mean, to be able to share a little bit about, you know, we always talk about the priests and what they do, uh, but, yes. you know, what do they do other than being a priest? I mean, Correct. yeah, we are we are regular people. We are not from, from Mars or from anywhere else. <laughs> Outer space. <laughs> Outer space, yeah. So we are regular people and, you know, we do have a life. We do other things. Uh, or yes, we do, go, we, we do watch movies. I mean, I'm sure people want to ask. <laughs> Yes, we do go to the cinema. All this before MC Ola, huh? This not not at this time. Yeah, so I, I mean, yeah, go ahead, Mac. Go go ahead, Father. Continue what you're saying. No, I think I mean I mean we are quite regular. After, I mean. Exactly what I wanted to say. I think a lot of times our people forget that priests are also regular people just like you and me, except they wear vestment and you know they actually are on the altar and they have the the power to bless us all and hopefully make us better people. Jay, no, no, that's been in our free will anyway. So, of course, we're taking in your questions. Bring them in. Uh, type them in your comment section below. And, uh, well, we I think it's time for us to ask our first question. So, where are our priests? All right. So, I'm super stoked. Uh, <laughs> there. The first question is already there from Aaron Chung. What's your favorite food, Father? Oh, mine? I think it will be... <laughs> I think I grew up with, with that in uh, Old Town PJ. Yeah, it's not Penang from in Penang, but in Old Town PJ itself, there used to be old men uh, frying the kwetiau just opposite the, the Old Town Market there. I used to go there early morning with my my, my father would bring me early morning into the market and then I'll get you know, get there early, so then you know, we eat the, the makan there. Lah. Uh, and then the fried kwetiau used to be the, the best part because of the lard. You know, uh -huh. the lard. But then now they don't have the lard anymore, so I'm a bit disappointed with that. <laughs> they've, reduced, they've reduced the amount. <laughs> they, no, they made it. Oh, okay, never mind. They don't have the pork itself. <laughs> oh, so, okay, yeah. okay. So. Do they are they still there? I mean, do they still exist? Do they still sell their CKT there? 
I haven't been to Otan for I mean I haven't been to PJ I think almost one year plus. But he he cooks at night near the Bakute shop. Uh, okay. The other side, there's two bakute shops there. There's one on the other end there, and then he cooks in the morning usually opposite the 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 kwetiau. The last time I saw, he was cooking at the bakute shop there like at night. Okay, so old man right. lah, old man, long so lines. Those of you who actually have the opportunity to go to PJ Old Town and check out, maybe you can update Father Alex as you know <laughs> further down the line. Say yes, he exists or he's still there. Let us know, okay? Father Clarence, what's your favorite food? Hey, Mike, I'm I'm so afraid to say. I'm so afraid to say. You know, one one of the things you know when when parishioners ask you what's your favorite food, uh, and you say something, uh, and then like like ten people bring the same thing after that. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so, you really don't know what to do with all these things. Uh, you know, so sometimes uh, food, our uh, favorite food. What? Um, uh, I, I actually don't mind. I mean, a nice pasta of some sort. Uh, you know, I, I kind of don't take very spicy food. So mm. something that is more for me, yeah, it's I, so, a, a nice. You no, know, I mean simple thing like 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 spaghetti. Alio olio, yeah, that's you know one of the things that that I can cook and make it very very quickly. So yeah, I kind of like that. That's my that's my go to, I mean comfort food lah. Apart from apart from yeah, apart from Maggie Mee and and, and <laughs> yeah, the rubbish that probably we eat very often. Yeah, I remember yeah in when while studying abroad in Rome that time yeah, comfort food was was Maggie Mee lah. When you're stressed, Maggie Mee is like yeah you know in a cold winter that's like you know your lifesaver. And this is not, I'm not being paid by Maggie to to advertise this either. <laughs> If tomorrow you get a whole hamper from Nestle from Maggie Me, you know, you know oh, they were listening, father. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what to keep your company on a rainy weather uh, or on a rainy day. <laughs> nice bowl of Maggie Me. All right, so uh, take a look at more questions. Let me ask you a question that I've always wondered. Okay, when priests. <laughs> And none say that they receive God's call for vocation. What does that actually mean? I'm always curious. What do you hear in this call? How do you know it's a call for your mission? Yeah, obviously, <laughs> God's not going to call you on your cell phone, right? So I I'm always curious. Facebook Messenger. Now he sends Facebook Messenger. <laughs> God keeps up with times, ah, huh? technology. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to go? Father Alex, you want to go first? Okay, then I can go first. Uh, I think I think I was as confused when I was earlier itself, you know, when I was younger, you know, because uh, perhaps you know uh, my understanding of God wasn't very uh, very uh, clear, you know, uh, because I came in later into the church, you know, much later when I was my uh, young adult at that time, and so the calls, you know, you know, I would, you know, I would be expecting something like Saint Paul, you know, Alex, you know. Be a priest today, or something like that. You know, at that time, you know, I'll be thinking like that, but it never happened. So <laughs> it never came to to be in that sense, uh, like that. You know, so I I never took it as uh, something that I could uh, uh, hear in a very uh, subtle, gentle way. You know, over time, over a period of experiences, over community, uh, over things that happen, good and bad in your life. You know, so. For me, I think the the call was was a very slow progression. Maybe because I had a very thick skull, you know, very, <laughs> very hard in hearing, <laughs> you know, very very you had to have a lot of knocks, you know. So a bit different, you know. But I'm guessing, you know, uh, 
not just guessing. I'm pretty sure you know if you read the scriptures, the call is so different with so many different people. Yeah? The the characters in the Bible itself is so different. And then if you hear different different priests in your parish itself, all will be telling different different stories. If they tell you lah, uh, of course the nuns also will be different lah. Uh, I mean, but, but for my take, it's 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 something like that for me lah. You know, something like that. It was a very slow, progressive, uh, progressive call in that sense. Yeah. So is it like a is it like a little voice at the back of your head or what what are we responding to I mean what are you responding was, to Well I mean for me you know when you are when I was involved in church I was very involved in church I was a bit mad in uh, assumption I think you know <laughs> but you know when you're involved in church you want to be you know even the tying you know when I was in the uh, involved with the charismatic, even the tying of the of the you know the mic cable itself Wow, it was like a phew, fantastic God called me to, you know, tie a mic cable, you know, and it's like big deal, you know, huge. It was, it was a huge deal because the fact that, you know, you have a sense of, you know, God is asking you to do something itself is, is a big thing that time. You know, for me, it was a big thing that time. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so, uh, you know, the struggle was, you know, to be able to go uh, deeper into the call, you know, maybe to recognize Oh, you know, you know, to have that conversation like you have with your parents today. Hey, you know, uh, let's go and do your dishes or uh, go and uh, you know what. So you know, you tend to. I mean, at least I was, was learning to to listen more carefully to the to the signs that I'm hearing uh, within the church itself, within the within the parish community itself, within the people itself. You know, and sometimes they say, hey, "You are supposed to be a priest, lah." You know. Yeah. You are running away, you know, and, and those kind of things sometimes, you know, oh, really, you know, you know, when you're not, and then they sometimes say, no, like, you're not totally not called for this, you know, you know, priests are supposed to be doing a lot of things, you know, they are, yeah. you know, non-stop, nine to, you know, you're, they are multi-purpose, multi-functional, you can only do one thing only, so, you know, we have different, different things coming, you know, and giving and can be very confusing, you know, at least mm. for somebody like me, yeah, somebody like me who, you know, uh, uh, who easily confuses oneself. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Father, Father Clarence, have we lost you? Okay, you're still there. What was the question again, Mac? I kind of lost. <laughs> the question uh, is... Listening to Father, oh. Father Alex's profound response, I got lost in the, in the whole conversation. <laughs> okay, the question is, how do you hear the call? How do you know it's a call to a vocation? I mean, obviously, Father, uh, you said, you know, God uses FB Messenger, but, <laughs> well, you know, back I, in I, the I, day... Right, right. When I joined the seminary, there wasn't there wasn't FB messenger. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, it's the stirring of the heart. I I would think for me. I mean, I I didn't have a like a burning bush experience, and you know, I I didn't see the clouds open or you know the dove come down. The kind of an experience. Uh, sometimes sometimes it's just the stirring of the heart. Uh, you feel when you think of these things, you you feel at peace. Uh, so for me, it is it is like you know it was a slow progression from school. Then you know. I think one of the things was it was being involved in in the youth in being being an altar server also. It kind of gave me a sense of of you know uh, that perhaps God was calling. But there's no surety, Mac. I mean, there's I mean, there's you know even the first day I joined the seminary, I, I told myself I really don't know whether this is where I want to be, you know, uh, for the rest of my life. I remember the first night uh, uh, going into my room and I said this is going to be my my room for like you know for some years now in the yeah. seminary. Is this really what I want? I mean, uh, you know, there's always that, but it is taking one step at a time. I mean, I, I, I look at it as also like, you know, like for you, I mean, when you got married, 
to Steve. I mean, you know, I'm sure you asked the question, is this the right person? You know, <laughs> maybe maybe you were sure. Maybe you were sure. So maybe, you know, but but you work on it every day. You you kind of, you know, you say, yes, uh, this is another day that, you know, God has given me and I, I still want to do this, you know. Um, so the, the call is not a, a call that happens at one point. For me, mm. the, the call is an everyday call, you know, that 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 you keep hearing and you keep being reaffirmed. And, and when people tell you, uh, thank you, Father, for coming. Thank you for doing this. And that's how God speaks. And, and it affirms me in what I do. Not that I go out looking for affirmation. You know, can you please affirm me? Can you please affirm me? It's not, it's not you know, it's not that I de I'm deprived of that. But that's how God, I think, responds to us. Uh, to me, at least, you know what people say, and you know, and sometimes things just begin to click as you as you as you hear. So I think yeah. to be able to hear God's call is is to be able to be sensitive to the things around you, mm -hmm. and and if you look if, you, if you're waiting for a voice, I, I'm not discarding that, but if you're hearing voice in your head, then I think maybe you rather than seeing a vocation director, you see, need to see a doctor first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but God speaks through all these things, and for me, it was that you know through. Through the things around and you know and i i i just you know said yes i said yes once and then i keep saying yes every day uh wow. to, to that uh and you know so so when when you know when i go and anoint someone now and and they say uh thank you father for coming for me that is god saying yeah you know this is what i want you to do you mm -hmm. know so very simple very very down to it for me i mean so uh i have no story of uh having seen a uh some burning bush somewhere or you know a burning forest uh, we don't live in australia or, or california to see those things but yeah we got open know. burning any father open burning yeah <laughs> maybe maybe god should use smoke signals now to, <laughs> yeah. to send some call so it's no different from us because i think um you know we may not be a priest or none but i think when we do certain things we also look for signs and to think of whether we're doing the right thing like you mentioned our father you know getting married also you're like am i doing the right thing this is like a lifetime commitment so i think it's the same i guess based on your your explanation right i think we all we all do that i mean we all make decisions for our life we chart our lives and and we take once we don't know what the future holds for any one of us i mean for absolutely our, like for me too i mean i don't know what tomorrow holds for me i don't even know what i'm going to eat tomorrow but you know but every morning we begin uh with the hope that you know this is what i'm called to do and yeah you know, and, and i think yeah I mean, it is, you know, I think, was it, was it, uh, what, was it Shakespeare? Meg, you are, you are an expert in the English literature. I know uh, better to, better to have loved and lost and never to have loved at all, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. You know? yes. Sometimes it, it's better to have tried and you know that this is not your calling or sometimes yeah. better to have tried and say, yes, this is my calling. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes we just try to think, oh, what sign can I look for? What sign can I look for? Where can I look for? Where is God calling me? Where's the WhatsApp message? Where's the FB message? <laughs> Sometimes it's just, you know, going to the deep end of the pool and and trusting God. Yeah. 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 Having faith. All right. Amazing. Okay. We've got another question, I believe, that comes from Father Patrick Masang. So I think that question is going to be rolling. Yes. What was your most embarrassing moment in the ministry? Oh, this is going to be super interesting. Uh, who wants to go first? Father Alex or Father Clarence? I'm still okay. trying to think. For the I, I saw the question earlier. So I, so for the Patrick Masang is putting us in a, in a kind of a bind now and asking us, maybe we should get him on the show and ask him the same question. Uh, one of the things I remember very clearly is that my first, my first, first, first month as a priest, and I, I'll never forget, I'm sure there are many other events, but this one kind of stands out. My first month as a priest, it was my first wedding. 
you know and and uh, you know if the couple were if the if the couple was nervous i was even more nervous because i was in the first wedding as a priest and and one of the questions that you ask a couple is that you know you said uh, have you come here freely to give yourself yeah. without reservation uh, to marry so and so and and i don't know whether this couple actually i don't know whether they're watching or not but uh, but you know don't know whether they heard me or didn't hear me uh, the bride said no <laughs> and i panicked and i didn't know i didn't know what to do uh, you know <laughs> Like, I mean, I've been forced a, to come here. <laughs> that is the very essence of marriage, you know, that your free will. And <laughs> and and the answer was was no. Uh, yeah. And I like I froze for a I, for for a bit, and I said, "What do I do?" I mean, first first wedding. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm a young priest. Uh, what do I do? I mean, uh, do I now say, "Okay, let's all take a a five minute breather," or let's take a break, and then we'll come back to this matter? Let me go and interview this candidate again, you know. Uh, so I I said. Uh, you know, uh, did you understand the question? Let me repeat the question. You know, I asked, okay. Then I said, I said, okay, do you understand? Da, da, da. Uh, and I said, oh, Father, I said, yes, yes, come freely, she said. I said, oh, I said, like, you know, <laughs> literally behind the rope, I was sweating more than the bride probably on that day, you know? Yeah, so I think that's one of the most uh, embarrassing because everybody could see in my face the shock and, and the fact that I didn't know what to do or what to say, yeah. you know? You really didn't know, you know. And maybe another one before my father Alex. One is uh, somebody brought a new car to bless. Also, you have the sprinkler. Yeah. While I was sprinkling, the sprinkler came off and knocked the knocked on the oh, new no! car. <laughs> you know, I like. I felt like if, if the earth would open up and swallow me, and I could disappear. <laughs> it was a brand new car, shining car, and that the sprinkler kind of the top broke and hit hit the car. Oh, no. Of course, they said. Okay, father, it's okay, it's okay. But I felt like horrible. I said, "Oh my god!" Uh, There's the two things I remember. Uh, I mean, it's very embarrassing. Uh, oh my, wow. that's interesting. <laughs> I'm gonna remember these stories for a very long time now, and remember that father. Father, do you now tighten the sprinkler even yes. more? I was about, I was about it. Every time I have to bless a car, I I test it out. Actually, I actually <laughs> test it out and I twist it and see whether it comes off or not. Yeah, I actually do that. <laughs> Precautionary measures right now. Father Alex, what about you? What's your most embarrassing moment? I'm trying to think, but actually, because maybe because you said in the ministry, uh, because it's just, I'm just two years in the ministry. So, you know, I can't think of uh, particularly embarrassing moments. Maybe the other day, I don't know whether I should say also, <laughs> because, you know, uh, I have cleaners coming up to the room. You know, sometimes, you know, to clean the room. So, you know, embarrassing movies, you know, my, my toilet is outside, <laughs> you know. So sometimes, you know, they, they are not aware that the priest is uh, around, you know, for them <laughs> to come and clean. Uh, so probably more embarrassing a bit, maybe because, you know, they are not aware that I'm still in the toilet. So I have to like, you know, say something, you know. Uh, so they are, they are, they are, once they know they are, uh, they are, uh, I'm still in the in the bathroom, so to speak, and they quickly go down and say, you know, quickly go down, you know, telling, oh, sorry, father, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, I can't think of uh, something more embarrassing than that for now, lah. You know. Not yet, lah, uh, father. We'll wait for your first wedding. Have you done yeah. your first wedding already? I have. I have. <laughs> okay. I have. So you didn't have the same similar situation as Father no, Clarence. <laughs> not that kind of a shocking, uh, shocking experiences. I would have blanked out as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think anyone in that situation would have just been like, oh my goodness, what do I do now? 
Yeah, I think father kept his cool. La. <laughs> no, you, you wish I was keeping my cool. I was like, you know, if you could see a pale Indian, you, you, would, have, you would have seen that they are pale Indian priests. All white, don't know what to say, what to do, or how to respond to this. Now, what do I do if the, the bride says, I, if next one says, I'm being forced here? Yeah. You know, you're talking about this, this will be a big uh, a scene yeah, for yeah. a drama. Like a, Correct. Like a Tamil drama. I think I cannot imagine what the bridegroom was thinking at that moment. Yeah. It's like yeah. really? I think she I think she was she was she was so tense that she 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 just blurted, didn't know what she was saying, probably. Yeah. Not realizing yeah. that caught me more tension uh, <laughs> than them itself. Yeah. Correct. But that evening was good, like that evening. That time I was with Father Wall and Father Father Griffon in Assumption Church, a young priest. Oh. Nice. I shared with them in that evening over dinner and we all had a good laugh. Like, anyway. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's good, you know, because uh, you know, throughout your whole life as a priest, you'll always remember this little, little interesting moments that happened, you know. And do you keep in touch with them still, Father? The couple, uh, yeah. No, la, I I I no, I've lost I've lost touch, yeah. <laughs> If you if you were that couple, you know, it'd be nice if you holler and we'd like to get to know you as well. Okay, so moving on to our next question. Um, okay, from Lakers Ferrari. Uh, Lakers Ferrari is asking, what is it like being on the other side of the confessional? So without, I think without without spilling anything, any secrets. <laughs> Which is, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it is fantastic. It is a fantastic privilege, actually. It's, uh, 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 um, uh, you know, you, I mean, every time I'm at the confessional, you know, I, I recognize even more uh, unworthy, you know, the unworthiness of, uh, of being a priest, you know, to be, not so much to hear the, 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 the sins, you know, the, not, not so much to hear the, the you know, we have, you know, sordid kind of uh, uh, thinking, maybe, you know, all kinds of stories or what. Not so much that the fact that, you know, that, you know, uh, that I can be an instrument of grace, you know, to, to, to say those kind of words, you know, absolve you in the uh, name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit, you know, it's, uh, I think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a constant, uh, it's, it's a constant reminder for me, lah of the mercy of God um, for me itself, you know, because I, I don't think I can uh, do that without uh, really thinking, you know, how merciful he is with me as well, you know. Uh, and so confession is, you know, the, the whole act of confession itself is a fantastic, I think, uh, of, an, uh, of giving birth again, you know, uh, to something, uh, you know, the, the act of, uh, of, of of a, of a, of the church to give birth again i feel in that sense you know the continuing uh, uh, aspect of it yeah yeah nice father clarence yourself i think i mean father alex has said very clearly i think if there's one word that i could give you is humbling you know uh, it's it's the the realization that that i who absolve in the name of the church who I'm a sinner too because I say that I confess too. I mean, I, I also I also go for confession. To be able to do that to help people, it's very humbling. It's uh, you know, I think the people worry. What the worry people is will father remember? You know, this this is a common phenomenon, like, You know, I and and I tell this with with great jest in the sense that you know when you go to 
penitential services, you know, eight out of 10 people will enter the church and look up and see which priest will I never see again. Let me go to confession yes, for yes. the you, 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 you agree with me. So probably you do the same. Yes. <laughs> Everyone, you know, not eight out of 10 people. And it's a common phenomenon. You, you look and see, okay, that priest I know, that priest I know. Okay, this priest I've never seen before. Okay, probably I will never see him again in my life. I will go for, I will go for that line. But for us priests, I think it's a very humbling experience. You know, it's a, it's a humbling experience that God uses us uh, though we are sinners too, God uses us to minister to others. So it, it, is, it is a very powerful sacrament uh, that, and God uses, you know, uh, I call it defective instruments. We who are priests, you know, we are, we are not perfect. Huh? We are, if we are perfect, then we all should be standing in, the, in place of the statue out in our, in our grottos. But we, are, we are broken, we are defective, and yet God uses us. For me, that's very humbling. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But on that note, though, I'm just curious, Father, you did say you also go for confession because I've always wondered, do priests go for confession or can they do absolution for themselves? You know, um, you said, right, for, like, for us, we would choose the priest we're not going to see anymore. Yeah, that kind of used to be. So who, do I, who do I go to? I know all the priests. Yeah. All the priests yeah, know so, me. So, Exactly. How do you how do you choose? Like, oh no, do I not go to that fellow? That fellow knows me too well, or do I choose someone who is not close to me? How do you you know what's what's it like for a priest to go for confession? For me, it is. I think I I look at the sacrament as something that helps me. Hmm. Uh, so sometimes I find going to someone who who knows me well can help me, uh, makes the sacrament more real. Uh, more relevant to my life, uh, who can counsel me, who can lead me and guide me, uh, rather than going to someone who who does not know me at all. Uh, and and yeah, so what we do is when we used to have our monthly recollections as priests, uh, we have a time for recon uh, reconciliation. We go to one another uh, for confession, uh, and for me that is important. I think the way I choose the person that I go to is someone who knows me well. Uh, someone I look at someone who can help me. Uh, along that journey, uh, who, who, who can provide me good counsel, uh, good advice uh, to help me. So for me, I look for that, you know, uh, and to go to someone whom I'm comfortable opening up either, you know, uh, that's True. so it has to be someone who I know well, you know, so it's quite, it's quite different. I can't stand there and look at it, which priest I will not see again. <laughs> Probably, you know, I, I have to go to Alexis Diocese and even then they all know me and, you know, we all know each other so small. You know, but yeah, it is to see who can help me best. I choose on the, on those grounds. Yeah, who knows me and who can counsel me well. Nice, but Alex, yeah. yourself? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with Father Clarence. Like, you know, we, you know, I mean, before being a priest, I think I would have done exactly what Father Clarence, you know, did. You know, uh, <laughs> asked, you know, said because before that, you know, uh, confession was very important to me. It's like, you know, I was like, you know, super crazy, but oh, I must go for confession, you know, not this, this, you know. But now, I mean, a bit more, a bit more, you know, uh, learned a bit about it more, a bit more comfortable with the mercy of God, a bit more comfortable with uh, how God sees me, you know. So in that sense, you know, uh, I also, in some sense, already have a particular priest that I already am familiar with, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, even before, even before becoming a priest, because I'm a new priest, you know. 
So some of these priests are still in the, the same diocese and some are in a different diocese. If they're in the same diocese, I usually just go to them, you know, uh, to the same person. If in the different diocese, I go to the other person that I know. Uh, and usually I, when I go to the confession, I, you know, I don't think as if I'm going to the priest in that sense. I, I, I in some sense, I, I tell myself also, I'm also in the presence of God in that sense, you know, which I, I want, you know, in that sense, be able to hear God as well, uh, uh, in that sense. And of course, that is the whole idea of uh, uh, compassion line. In that sense, you know that we are we are instruments where God is actually putting like that. And I I go for that lap. You know, I, I tend to get uh, uh, similar uh, priests. Of course, you know when when uh, when you are in a retreat or when you are in some kind of a thing, there are other priests there also. Of course, uh, we also you know I also tend to try out and see. Okay, maybe. Uh, see whether if I go for this confession, maybe the council maybe could be different, you know, uh, to see whether there's uh, uh, something more that I could learn or, you know, can guide me more, you know, some, you know, of course not in some sense looking for something better, uh, not in the priest, but in the council maybe. Uh, but of course, some say confession is not so much the council. Uh, you just get confession in this and that. So, uh, so I'm not sure in that sense, uh, you know. Yeah. So just to clear things up, priests do go for confession. They cannot, you know, absolve themselves, lah. So <laughs> they've got their own way of So every uh, priests are mortals. At, you know, at the end of the day, they are human beings like every one of us as well. Now, of course, you're watching us at Catholics at Home podcast to, uh, today. This morning, we are taking a look at the lives of our priests. This morning, we're taking a look at their lives behind the road as well you know uh, their whole experience being a priest uh, whether it's during mass in confessional if you've always had a question that you wanted to ask a priest and never had that opportunity to do so please drop your questions at the comment section below and don't forget to like and share this podcast as well okay so moving on to our next question uh, I think it's gonna be rolling on right now I think it's about your mentors Oh, no. Let's do this one first. Angelina Anna Taro says, Father Clarence Devadas and Father Alex, I know being a priest is not easy after many years serving how you uh, serving. So how do you stay motivated? And with the current new world that we're living in where we're highly dependent on the internet, how do you cope as a priest as well? Maybe I go first because I don't have many years under my belt. It's <laughs> only two. <laughs> So my coping is not so much on the, the internet itself. My coping is more of, you know, getting familiar with the whole priestly life itself. You know, the rhythm of a priest as a priest, you know. Before being a priest, you may think you know how being a priest, you know. Yeah. Uh, even as a deacon, but when you are a priest, just like, you know, when your mother or when your father, you may think, <laughs> but when you're in that position. You know, so for me as a new priest, I, I think the first few years of the year is just, Familiarizing just with the mass itself, with the people, you know, with uh, the the co-priests that I work with, you know, and the whole the whole thing itself, the whole big picture itself, it takes about a big time in that sense. So it's interesting. So I'm not coping in the sense that you know that I'm struggling to cope. I'm coping in the sense that uh, you know how much I can take more because there's more to learn. Uh, there's more to to find out. The more the more to know. You know, it's just uh, amazing in that sense for me, lah. Yeah. And and how do you stay motivated though? I know it's been only like a couple of years, but you know, have you like gotten to a point where oh no, did I make See, the right? Priest. 
when I see other priests, you know, I mean, for example, the, the, the parish priest that I work with. Now, if you look at me, I'm not a role model diocesan priest. La. But when I look at him, I say, my yo, this is a role model diocesan priest. So I tell my parish, okay, you're looking for a saint, you better go and look for him. <laughs> not looking for a saint, you come to me. <laughs> but, you know, they motivate me in the sense that, you know, they are so so balanced in that sense. You know, uh, and I, I see that and I find, you know, there's so much more to, you know, the, the simple things, you know, just just for them taking time to have a coffee, you know, taking time to go and, you know, out there, you know, having some time with a flower, you know, do some gardening, which I can't do because I hate the mosquitoes, you know. <laughs> so simple, simple things that, uh, you know, my, my you know, Monsignor Peter Ngla, my, my parish priest, you know, he does, you know, I, I, I'm completely amazed, you know, uh, and, you know, in that sense, that's why I think we cannot compare priests you know there is no competition or comparison in that sense you know there's only uh uh things to learn and you know things to be appreciative and you know genuinely be happy to see you know in that sense i i, I think the uh, admiration i have for some of the other fellows knowing uh that you know or we are you know like how we established earlier that we are not perfect that we are sinners also that we are also you know have many inadequacies uh, you know things like that then I think all this keeps me motivated. The, ne the next day, okay, I, I need to try again. You know, I need to try again. You know, like <laughs> you know that kind of a thing. Let's do it again, kind of a thing. Mm. Nice. All right, Father Clarence, yourself, how do you stay motivated and how do you cope with this current new world we live in, which is you know highly dependent on technology? I think motivation is for everyone, like I mean, it's not just the priest. I mean, I mean, if I ask you what motivates you to get up in the morning and go to work, I mean, you know, uh, it's the same question for for everyone. And for us, it for me at least, it is uh, the fact that you know that the little things that I do sometimes makes a difference in in someone's life uh, mm -hmm. that helps me to be motivated to do it again uh, for people. I mean, I, I shared earlier, but not that we go out looking for for compliments or that. You know, sometimes I have people. Uh, young people coming, oh, Father, you you baptized me many years ago, and then to be able to see the person so involved in church, oh, that's that's a motivation that you know, I I, I did I I must have done something right uh, with this person, or someone says, you know, Father, you came and anointed my, uh, my 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 father in the hospital or something like that, and you know, thank you very much, and you know, that people appreciate what what we do. I mean. Yeah, we, yeah, we are priests, and you know, people say, you know, uh, you don't work for rewards here on earth, but you work for rewards in heaven. But you know, some little reward here helps also along the way, <laughs> like, just like anybody else also. I mean, you know, it's not everything in heaven. You die, and then you then you wait for the reward. I mean, yes, of course, I want that too. But you not know, what I'm saying. But you know, but these little little things that happen in, in in our lives that people come along and and tell us, and you know, and it it gives meaning to what I do. You know, to say that you know, yeah, you know. I, I may not be able to, I, I, I may not be the great uh, Fulton Sheen uh, to be able to, to preach like, like him or, you know, but, but the sense that the little things that we do and it, it makes a difference in people's life, uh, that, that motivates me actually, you know, uh, to keep doing it uh, over and over again, you know, uh, and someone who, who needs, who's grieving and then you are there to help and to, you know, just be there. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's, it's little things, Meg. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't need to, you know, uh, go for some motivation course or something like that. But but sometimes people don't realize, you know, uh, people don't realize that behind the rope, there's a human being. Uh, yeah. 
and the human being is the pre- I'm 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 primarily I'm five five other legs the same all of us I'm primarily a human being first you know I have also human needs you know then comes my priestly ministry and yeah. sometimes these little little words of affirmation or thank you or you know uh, uh, you know uh, you know say ah oh, then it as I said for me that's that's you know, of course, like Jesus went went into the Jordan, and then the, the heavens opened up, and this is my beloved son. I'm very <laughs> we, don't, we don't see that, you know. You know, when we are celebrating three, four masses, we are so tired, we don't even see anything in front of us after that. But these little things keeps us motivated that that we make different. That's why I think that's why I think for a lot of priests during the MCO is very difficult because yeah. we lost connection with the people. Yeah. Uh, so so it is not that we were in a cave, but diocesan priesthood is very much within the context of a community and that community yeah. was taken away from us and it's not the same when we do online so internet mm. yes we cope with the internet. i'm hoping that yeah this will be a transition yeah we can use this but we won't forget also the the human aspect of it you know like the aspect what i miss i mean i i miss celebrating mass and then with the community and then at the end of mass standing at the entrance and greeting people and saying hi yeah. to you how are you greeting little children you know you know uh, i'm sure you are familiar with the high five for the simon who yeah. does it <laughs> EDM. you know those little things those little things uh keep us going you know it people people motivate us a lot you know uh yeah nice i love those answers okay uh i think we saw i saw one that asked uh, the similar question that i was gonna ask so do priests have hobbies and are there uh, are there any hobbies that you you're not allowed to have maybe <laughs> Clubbing. So, Father Clarence, what's your hobby? Uh, reading. Yeah, reading. You know. Uh, yeah. You know, so little, little things, uh, you know, uh, uh, help, you know, a, a little bit of watching TV. Of course, everybody knows I'm a big Manchester United fan. That keeps me motivated also. To, you know, now that we are doing numbers. I don't know whether Mark is not here, but you know, of course, <laughs> he disappeared from the scene with his Liverpool. I'm sure other Liverpool fans who are here might be angry with me now. But yeah, but football. Yeah, I've always been a very sporty person. Uh, sports, you know, watching sports. Uh, I love watching football. I love watching tennis. Uh, yeah, don't ask me to watch uh, horse racing or something like that. Like, it doesn't, you know? Yeah, yeah. The, the two things that you know, I, I I love. I, I and I try. And I try if I can. I get get to to watch uh, on TV live. You know uh, uh, these these sporting events, yeah. Uh, reading that music, you know, while you're doing some work, yeah. So yeah, those kind of things, yeah. Is the is the when I'm out of the office, yeah. I, I do those kind of things, yeah. All right. Okay. Nice. Father Alex. Yeah. Just yeah. I mean, just to tell Father Clarence, I am a Liverpool fan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now we're gonna have a friendly banter here. Yeah, no. I don't hate. I don't hate anything. <laughs> so we see we are quite regular, you know. We we are we are we are also football fans, you know. And now that yeah, I know yeah. he's a Liverpool fan, I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna have a go at him. <laughs> so we are quite oh, normal. Still have football rivalry as well, so yeah, they are normal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I mean, I love. If, if anything, I mean, I must agree with Father Clarence that sports is, sports is something that I really enjoy. It's something that I miss because the kind of sports that I like is the one that is with people. 
you know, uh, football is, you know, you may have, must have more than one person or badminton or, you know, something. There's a team you know, sport. It's, it's a team, team sports, exactly. So I, I really miss that, those team sports, you know, those those times that I could do that because now, you know, either I'm uh, too old also and scary <laughs> to do some some stuff, you know, but also to get the group, you know, or the time sometimes, you know, so there's, there's things that uh, hinder. So, of course, we end up, uh, I end up watching football, you know, uh, and I've got, you've got a group of fair group of friends who watch together with me, then we, of course, we discuss and gossip and you know, <laughs> all this kind of gossip, <laughs> that kind of thing, you know, so we, we, I mean, I enjoy those kind of things, of course, movies, you know, I'm also a, a movie fan in that sense, you know, I mean, way before I used to go with friends and all that, so sometimes with some of my fellow priests or so, friends or so, we, we go, you know, escape in that sense, escape in that sense to just go and watch, you know, enjoy uh, time, you know, that kind of a thing together, you know, uh, but uh, if if alone, then I would say if, uh, I like playing chess. You know, oh. I like playing chess online. You know, uh, I'm not in. A, I'm not a grandmaster or anything. You know, I just, <laughs> you know, sometimes if I if I lose two three times in a row, then I just say, yeah, forget it. <laughs> Tonight is today is not the day for me. You know, I'll just turn it off. You know, there's online chess a lot, so I I, I like I like chess. You know, uh, 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 board games. You know, if if there's a group of people to do to play board games, you know. Uh, I used to have uh, friends who play board games all the time, and of course, uh, music. You know, in a group also, as uh, you know, I like uh, live band in, in that sense. You know, uh, I enjoy live band also in the music as well. You know, um, yeah, uh, things like reading, of course. You know, if there's one one thing that I will I I I will put myself in the in the uh, in the in the sin of gluttony or greed or whatever you call it avarice it will be books like i have more books than i could read which is probably <laughs> a problem now you know uh, you know and i you know i wish i had more time to read uh, faster also you know so yeah those are my my probably main hobbies like you know? mm, nice. So, you know, with you, with the both of you saying that we've got a lot of messages that say, okay, uh, now we know Father's a, you know, diehard menu fan. <laughs> then we've got Glory Glory Man United on the comment section as well. And there's right, one right. girl. I, I think yeah. Liverpool is more Catholic, you know. <laughs> I think, I think Liverpool is not your, you'll never walk alone, it's more Catholic team, you know. Yeah, the devil, uh, is yeah, it? Right, right, right. Now they, now they want to claim. All right, right. <laughs> My husband will be backing Father Clarence up right now, like nobody's business, because <laughs> I'm still in, in a home with boys who love Manchester United. So yeah, I can't say much. <laughs> no, but having said that, I mean, having said that, maybe I share the story is connected to a question that's being asked by Daniel about altar service. You know, I mean, for example, a lot of times the the, the relationship with with people are built in sports. Also, I mean, yes. I, I I remember, I mean, like like Mark, who who's one of the team members. You know. I mean, I must say an assumption, you know, uh, almost every other evening we used to go out and play football with the altar boys, you know, and, and we have been friends since then, you know, and, and you know, uh, so like with Mark and with Christopher and a few other people, and I somehow still keep in touch. Uh, so, yeah, then Father Albert came along, yeah, Father Albert also, you, so we used to make it a point to go and play uh, every evening, you know, it, 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 it wasn't just for our own physical exercise, but we, we became, we all became friends. Uh, so now, see, this is what Mark will do. Right? On the back, he will, he will take he The will, power of back-end support. That's right. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, it, it was it was those things that, that helped build relationships with people, with, with younger people, you know, uh, playing sports together. You know, Alex was a generation after me uh, when he joined the youth in Assumption. I left by then. 
um, yeah, and, and we are still friends till today. And we are quite, you know, and of course, I, I don't play those sports anymore because of, you know, as you grow older, you realize that injuries <laughs> take longer time to recover. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's so nice sometimes, you know, uh, to be able to do those things. So the, the funny story is this, you know, so it, this is in the 90s. Okay. I mean, and this is, of course, Mark is going to now uh, be very angry with me. You know, in the 90s, 90s menu reigned. Right, it was the, yes. the years of Sir Alex Ferguson and all the right. boys led by Mark and all the others were all Liverpool fans. All right, <laughs> so a Saturday Saturday night, you know, when when Menu wins because Menu won many many titles in those era. Okay, I'm just re-emphasizing that to all those people out there. <laughs> anyway, so Sunday morning first mass, none of the altar service will come. Oh no! <laughs> because Liverpool lost, and they and they know for a fact that they they they're they're going to see me. <laughs> so you know, yeah, Mark could tell you to so they will purposely not come if if I'm doing the first mark, or they will avoid me. They will avoid me. So I mean, these are funny stories that have that have kept us have kept us as friends and kept us you know going over the years. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I mean, we yeah, we make fun, but this rivalry, but. It's something that has that has bonded well for for a lot for me at least uh, with mm-hmm. with the altar servers and all that. I think I think that's a, re- a response to Daniel's question. You know, priests yeah. working with altar servers in your your uh, interesting stories and your memories as well. But Alex, you have stories of you know stuff like that where your altar servers don't come back because now Manchester United not doing very well this time around compared to the nineties. The, the the thing is in, in Saint Louis Kruang, you know, it's there's less there's less young people here, you know, in the in the in Kruang itself. So hence, you know, as a reason, I can't find enough people to even start a you know a, a short futsal or so. You know, <laughs> so very limited uh, altar server, maybe one or two, you know, uh, and those are you know very young, either very young or you know uh, you know none at all, you know, in that sense because they yeah. moved out Kruang uh, for work and all that. Hence the reason. You know, my ministry is here only, so I haven't really had those kind of experiences. To, you know, but good boys, lah, good boys. <laughs> okay, Father, I've come across this uh, question, which matches a question that I've typed it as well. But I'm not sure if Mark noticed. But there's one from Philo Gavin that says, "Have you ever regretted being a priest, or you know, has there been anything that made you feel like that?" This is a very interesting question because let's face it, even for us, right? No matter what we do in life, there's a point that we're like, okay, I'm tired of this. I don't want to do this anymore. Why am I doing it? But as a priest, you know, do you ever come across moments like that? Okay, who goes first? Uh, okay, I'll go first because two years in the ministry only. So I know. <laughs> yeah, so yes, yes, less op- less opportunities to regret. Yeah, less less time to get tired, lah. You know, <laughs> to get fed up yet. So in that sense, not yet, lah. Huh? Not yet in the in the brain, you know. So you know, I'm saying that not yet in the sense because sometimes it's pos- possible, you know, the the thoughts might come, you know, for some some people, you know, without yeah. even thinking about it. I uh, regret maybe in a in a in a in a moment of uh, anger or hurt or something like that, you know. But I, I haven't I haven't experienced that in that sense because, it, uh, you know, in that sense, you know, I could see still God's presence, you know. And I think most most priests, if not all priests, have that as well, you know, that they could see uh, God's presence, you know, in the 
kind of thing that happens uh, in the daily life of a priest. Yeah, yeah that would be my answer. Okay, Father Clarence. Now you've got loads of experience, Father. Twenty-four. <laughs> this year, this year will be my twenty-fourth year. Wow. Yeah. wow. Never thought I would make it here, but anyway. <laughs> You know, when you're newly ordained and you look at the priests who are celebrating Silver Jubilee or 25 years old, yeah. I don't know when I reached there. And now I'm at that point. Now, probably Alex is thinking of me, this old priest sitting here and talking. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but, you know, regret, not so much about having chosen this life, you know. Uh, sometimes you regret some decisions that you made in the ministry. Uh, maybe you could, I could have done it in a different way uh, uh, rather than in this way. I mean, as we one, one has to remember also that as priests grow, like anybody else, uh, you know, as you grow older, you become more. What's the word I'm looking for? Mellow. You become more, and also sometimes, you know, as you grow older, you become more short-tempered. Also, you know, yeah, uh, things irritate you quite easily. You know, <laughs> so there is the the human side of us also that that you know, as it doesn't mean that we are priests or I am priest. That as I'm growing older, the 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 the, the, the psychological and and physiological processes, or the biological processes of a human being, doesn't accompany us. You know, yes. so I mean, as we grow older, priests will also get sick, get ill, uh, uh, and maybe that illness causes being somebody being short-tempered, uh, somebody being you know. So sometimes we we forget that the priest is is not not Superman, uh, you know. Uh, or Iron Man, or whoever now they have now, or Hulk, or Thor, or whatever. We are not that. You know, there are human processes that also take place in each one of us. And as we grow older, we realize that. I mean, I realize that things like things that I could do before. Uh, I mean, maybe as a young priest, an assumption. I mean, I, I could do the whole weekend by myself. I mean, there were like four or five masses, not a problem. But now I, I begin to feel a little more tired. Uh, you know, I, I'm not so energetic. Not that I'm very old either, but but you realize that you know things like this happen, and sometimes. So I, I don't regret uh, uh, choosing this life. Uh, it has been a blessing for me in many ways. Uh, you know, family, friends, uh, opportunities that have come my way uh, in terms of uh, my travels, in my work. Uh, I've seen it more, Meg, as as a blessing rather than than you know. Of course, sometimes you have you have a difficult parishioner. You say, oh, Lama. I say, oh, you're giving me a headache this morning. I said, you know, early morning problem already. You know, you will come across that, lah. You know, anywhere. Yeah. You know. Yeah, just, but just yeah. to add to that, uh, Meg. Sorry, brother. You were saying something. No, go ahead. <laughs> just to add to that, uh, Meg. Uh, yeah. I, I remember one one father, Ponodure. Uh, uh, you know, before I joined also anything. You know, he told me before. You know, you're a priest. Huh? Uh, I mean. He's being a penila. Uh, you're a priest only when you are six feet under. <laughs> you know, so that 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 kind of uh, I, I guess you know for any kind of uh, a commitment uh, of state yeah. of life that we choose, you know, uh, we can look back from that point onwards. That's why I think the Clarence said, you know, earlier itself, you know, we can call us saints after we are dead, like <laughs> put a halo after that, like. You know? <laughs> So technically, can we say that priests can retire, or there's no retiring from priesthood? You basically, I mean, you don't retire as a priest. Mm. I mean, you can retire from being a parish priest. Yes, you know, 
canonically at the age of 75, usually all priests would have to submit a letter to the local ordinary, to the bishop. And the mm -hmm. same for the bishops to the Holy Father, uh, that you know that you have reached the age of 75. And you know that if and, and if you have good health, the bishop or the, the Pope can decide to continue. I say, mm. if you're doing well, please continue. And, and many of you will remember, like I will remember, like for the Vol, I mean, way past 75, and he was still very healthy. And yeah. he was parish priest till I think he was 80, I think, or, or more mm. than that. So, yeah, we, we don't retire from being a priest. We are a priest always. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of administrative roles, yeah, at the age of 75 is the requirement that you present yourself. I mean, present yourself for retirement. It doesn't mean you have to retire, okay. you know. Uh, you can't collect your EPF either, so <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's one. All, that all waits for you in heaven, so yeah. So that that okay. isn't such time when yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I never knew that. Uh, like for us, right? We can someday say, okay, I don't want to be an announcer anymore. I retire from that. But it looks like you know when you are a priest, that's something that you take with you to your grave, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, earlier, Mark flashed a question that was very interesting. Uh, it's something to do with how do you agree to disagree, right? Um, especially when it, it is with decisions or something that comes, an instruction or a directive that comes from above, then how? Oh, I thought, if fellow priests, very easy. You just, you just delete them from your context. <laughs> block. Block, 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 all that. Finished. Problem solved. Well, I'm just joking anyway. It's supposed to be a light-hearted session, so I just thought I'd add something. Yeah. I, I think I think we are many of us, I mean, many of us are mature enough to be able to have disagreements, but yet to know that we are adult enough to to understand that we all have different views on different things. Yeah. We may not do it the same way, uh, but essentially we all have the same heart for the for the mission for the priesthood. You know, it's just that maybe our experiences lead us to look at things differently, um, to do things differently uh, as compared to somebody else. I mean, I give you an I give you an example. You know, uh, when I was a young priest, you know, in Assumption Church, uh, yeah, very young. I mean, my first year, you know, Father Wall. But those of you who have gone to convention for Father Wall, Father Wall is in seventies. So Father Wall is like the grandfather figure for a lot of people. You know, uh, Alex will also nod. You know, and he, they will say that you know, well, when you go to Father Wall for confession, you no, know, he will hold your hand. You know, he will tap your hand, you know, yeah, wow. you know. So a lot of people were very comfortable with him, you know, he, this, the grandfather figure. And some people ask me, Father, why don't you do that? I said, I'm a young priest. I don't need to do that. I said, it'll be read completely differently. So sometimes yeah. we, do, we do things differently, you know. Uh, it would not be viewed very kindly if I did that. I said, <laughs> he's reached a certain age where people see him as a different figure. So sure. we all do different things in a different way. It doesn't mean that we don't have a love for the church or for the mission, but mm. because of our experiences, because of our, our training, uh, we sometimes, you know, do things differently. Uh, yeah. All right. Father Alex, yourself? No, I think uh, for me, I guess, you know, of course, you know, we have strong feelings and passions, you know, and anger or something, probably at that moment, you know, if let's mm. say you're in disagreement with somebody or something. Just like any other uh, family member or friends or something like that, you know. And of course, when you're working together with strong-minded uh, uh, characters yeah. and this and that, yeah, definitely going to be, you know. So it's more for on my side will be, you know, uh, 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 a quickness, you know, a quickness to forgive. 
you know, uh, there, there, there needs to be that kind of a thing, uh, at least for me, like, you know, I remind myself, uh, there needs to be a, a quickness to forgive. Uh, uh, you know, of course, we can't forget, lah. Huh? <laughs> quickness to forgive, you know, and, and not, not to keep, uh, uh, not to keep a, a grudge or hate or, you know, not let it build, you know, because, you know, then, then, then you're going into the realm of uh, sin. You know, right. you enter into that area. So, I, I, for for me, I think it's just a constant reminder that, yeah, you know, there there's a, there are times that we are in good relations, and there'll be times that we are not really in that good a relation, and it's okay. You know, uh, you know, Jesus went with three three uh, uh, three of his closest uh, uh, disciples up the hill. He didn't bring the rest of the fellows. You know, uh, you know, the three. So it's very easy. You know, you're gonna get upset. You know, among the disciples, yeah. the apostles are fighting among themselves. So what more with the priests, you know, the uh, uh, chosen uh, sure. weak priests or, uh, that we are. You know? So uh, for me, I think it's not, I mean, I'm not, uh, um, how do you say, uh, a surprise. You know, we are not in a surprise mode. We just, you know, go with uh, the whatever, you know, God asks us to do and we continue in peace, you know. Uh, and if we can, you know, relate back, you know, talk back, dialogue back, you know, we do that. Right? You know, we do that, you know, and we keep, keep ahead of it, you know. Uh, we improve our relationship, but just like everything, you know, it may take time. It may not take time. You know, of course, the disagreements yeah. can go in different different levels. You know, it could yeah. be just a disagreement of uh, thought, then probably nothing. But if it's a disagreement of the of that really touches your, you know, like Liverpool and Manchester United, <laughs> no, it's nah, a never just, ending I'm story. Just, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah. I mean I'm just saying like, oh, but, but of course, you know. We know. We, I mean, the priests have to, you know, in some sense, be aware of this kind of thing. But I think most, most priests, most, if not all, priests are aware of that. You know, and, yeah. and we try to do that. You know, of course, the confession. Remember earlier, you asked. The moment we go and do some kind of uh, penitential, you know, listen to confession, we are already reminded of our own sins already. <laughs> we already reminded Alama. I myself have, you know, something with this brother of mine here. This that and immediately we have to, you know. Uh, bring that into priority, bring that into uh, conversation with God already, bring that and uh, go for confession as well. <laughs> well said. Wow. Okay. Um, here's a very interesting question. Okay. We are getting closer to the end of the show. So we're going to take in a le at least two more questions before we wrap things up this morning. Now, Mercy is asking, have you ever felt lonely? I think as priests, you know, being away from your family, uh, serving your community, serving the people, there's so many things that you're doing. But, you know, there is a point, I think you may feel lonely. Do you ever feel lonely? Should I go first or rather you want to go first? Or? Okay. So, but Alex. Of course. Of course. You know, I, I feel lonely all the time. <laughs> I, I mean, for me, I think it's a human condition. Uh, that is uh, the loneliness is a, is a human condition. I would think that even if you are with somebody you are uh, hanging out with, you know, have you had moments where you are with the whole group, you know, having fun, suddenly you felt a, a streak of loneliness just there, the mama, for no reason whatsoever, you know, you're feeling alone for when you are just with everybody else as well, you know, uh, even though you are you know, full of people. Surrounded that, uh, by people. Ah, you know, and, and, so, and so it's a human condition. Uh, it's a human condition. And, and we have, I, I think for, you know, it's a, it's a time to accept certain things about our human uh, condition itself, you know, um, that even if you are, let's say, if you're not a priest, you're married, it's going to happen mm -hmm. the same thing as well. You know, there's no uh, uh, avenue, but the condition tells something, uh, at least for me, it tells me that, you know, I need something to fill that, you know, and what is it, you know, of course, I, you know, for me, the, uh, uh, my, my 
my thing is you know is god himself lah you know yeah. uh, you know that's where i run to you know where when the when the streak of loneliness can come to a certain amount of uh, intensity then i run to i run to god you know in silence in that sense you know i yeah. i try to you know engage with god more quickly and ever mm-hmm. and this this is a constant thing you know every now and then but if i uh, in that sense a preset to find different ways in that sense of course uh the hobbies and all the other things that we are doing are all avenues of you know uh, 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 uh filling up certain things that you know about ourselves or the loneliness maybe but it doesn't take away the condition that sense absolutely and of course a priest itself a diocesan priest itself finds his uh uh communion with the with the with the church that's why the priest needs to have the people and then like what father clarence was saying once that was removed there was a certain mm. thing about us the priest was also removed you know you know yeah. because we we find our our and that sense of being and our sense of a, a person itself in the community no in the community itself with the community itself yeah. all right father clarence where have you gone <laughs> I thought I, I thought I'll evade that question and disappear. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, this, I think Father Alex has said it very beautifully. I, I just want to add one thing. Let's let's not equate aloneness with loneliness. They are two different things. Mm. Even though we are alone, it doesn't mean we are lonely all the time. You know, sometimes people mix those two ideas because I, I'm not surrounded by anyone. Uh, you can be like you say, Mac. I mean, you can be in a relationship, you can be in a crowd, and yet feel lonely. You know. Uh, yeah. You know. So it is a human condition uh, that somehow we learn how to cope with, you know. And as I said, who empowers us for us um, is the community that we that we serve, mm-hmm. the community that lifts us up, you know. So you know those little things that you know people come and say, "Father, come, let's go for tetare and let's have a after a meeting," you know. Those little yeah. things actually really contribute to to our our well being, you know, whether it's our, our mental well being, our wholesomeness, Absolutely. you know. It, it's not it's not because uh, some people think that. Or is it because father's favorite? That's why he has coffee with them, or this group with the youth or the tea. You know, I mean, it's it's a thing that people keep saying. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, sometimes we also after after say a, a long finance meeting. Okay, I mean, I just want to go out and, and uh, have a cup of coffee or tea or with some people and not talk about work. So it, it's it's whole the whole dynamics of of mental health is very important for us priests too, and to find the right places, safe avenues, uh, yeah. to able to to you know. Uh, mental health is not just about i mean I, i'm not ridiculing for the alex it's it's not just playing chess on computer or sudoku you know so that you don't get dementia at the end but it's the human relationship part of it that sometimes mm-hmm. we also unwind in, in you know after a meeting after a long day uh, to be able to just sit in the mama with a few people and you know have a drink and 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 talk and talk like how we are talking now you know and 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 that is part of the the well-being of, of the priest you know uh, okay. and and it's not just 24/7 uh, with the bible praying uh, before the blessed sacrament you know uh, i think i would have gone bonkers if if you if you made that 24/7 <laughs> thing, you know which is i love the lord yes you know but the, the human You're ultimately the priest, human yeah you know and I, and i think those things really keep us you know in in the right focus also you know human relationships uh, friendships you know i mean it is quite natural that priests will form friends uh mm-hmm. with others you know it's just like in your office you have a you have you have hundreds of colleagues but you choose to go out for 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 lunch with a particular group you know because you find comfort in a certain way they accept you in a certain way you know you yeah. you it also helps your 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 
your your well-being, your stability. So yeah. sometimes things also do that not because you have one favorite over the other, but sometimes this is where they feel comfortable. It's their safe zone also uh, that they are able to talk to someone. And you know, I mean, sometimes it's very nice just to be able to talk to people uh, from behind the rope, literally behind the rope, not talk about churchy things. Sometimes, you know, it's nice to talk about football, a, a new movie, uh, yeah. what's happening, in, I mean, not politics all the time. You know, it's, it's, so it's part of the whole well-being of a priest. Uh, and it is not just always that, you know, because, because sometimes the priest is needed all the time, 24-7, yeah. you know. Uh, sometimes the priest also needs to find a place where he's not needed as a priest and he is in a group of friends where he can, you know, be himself and you know yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that in a bad way meg i'm not saying in a bad way uh not that, not, you need that you know but there's also the whole uh said the, the well-being of the priest it's not just spiritual but he also has emotional he also has this this uh the mental other aspect, health as well health. Yes. Yeah, all those things we, sometimes people don't see people only see the priest in his in his Definitely. spiritual capacity you know yes uh, that's why when mark put the hello and wanted to say i said no no, no you're, not, you're not doing the hello all the time i mean you know yeah Sometimes we have the, I mean, we have the horns. I mean, in, in a nice way, but, but yeah, we we to see the priest as a as a whole, as a whole rather than just one segment of the ministry that we do. Yeah. All right, Father. I like the fact that you kind of like you know answered two questions at the same time because somewhere up there there was a question that asked, "Do parish priests have favorites?" Jang jang jang. So I think I, so. I, so I answered the question. You know? yeah, yeah, technically. You know, uh, and I think it's important for everyone to take care of your own well-being, you know, whether it's mental health or your emotional well-being as well, um, because you just need people around you. You know, you can't always be alone. As much as I am an introvert as well, but sometimes you just need that that love to be surrounding you, kind of thing. So yeah. All right, we've got our last question this morning. And uh, the question is actually about your favorite saints or the saints that you look up to. Or, you know, is there a particular saint that you look up to? I guess for me, it would be, you know, um, uh, current, I mean, not currently, I have plenty of saints that I look up to. Uh, maybe because of different, different charisms that they, they, they portray to me. Uh, St. Anthony would be something that I would look up to in terms of humility, you know. Uh, St. Paul, you know, in, in terms of, you know, of his uh, passion, you know, uh, of, you know, preaching and teaching about Christ in that sense. St. Peter, maybe because of his also humility in that sense, you know, being able to go back, turn back to Christ all the time. But if anything that I think, uh, for you know, that, that I will find very close to me is St. Therese of Lezul, uh, currently, uh, in that sense. Because I find St. Therese of Lezul, uh, in some sense, uh, you know, I, I like uh, spirituality of uh, uh, childhood. You know, I, I, I tend to like how she, her relationship with her father, you know, and that, you know, and her relationship with God in that sense. So I take her as, as uh, some kind of a, a, a saint that I look up to in the sense of how she relates with God quickly, easily, you know, uh, um, as a father. You know, as a child, uh, and I enjoy that actually. You know, because you know, as a child, you know, you don't have to think about anything, worry about it too much. You you kind of trust the father is taking care of you. You know, uh, fully. You know, I mean, as a child, I enjoyed my childhood, lah. You know, uh, in some sense, my childhood was good. I I, I felt you know, I, I, and 
And in that sense, I I could see, you know, that God was, you know, was there. You know, in that sense, the Saint Teresa of the Zoo uh, gives me that kind of a, a, a yeah a guide in that sense to constantly look up to the Father, you know, like a child, you know, as a child. Enjoy that. Nice, Father Clarence, yourself. Uh, is there a particular saint? I, I think I think I share with, with Alex. You know, you know, every saint has a different characteristic that attracts me. You know, uh, if it's you know for the pastoral zeal, it's, it's John Vianney. If you have been to his town, you understand. You know how difficult it was for him to to sit in a confession when nobody came, and then he just persisted. Yeah. His persistence is the one that won. So I mean, I see him as one uh, for for his for his intellectual capacities is, is like Augustine, Aquinas, uh, you know, for his, for the love of creation, you have uh, Francis of Assisi. So, I mean, Mac, there's, there's, there's so many saints out there. Uh, it's hard to pick one over the other. So sometimes, you know, what your needs are, you know, so when you lose something, you can't find it, which happens more and more regularly as you grow older. So you have to actually go to Anthony more often than anybody else uh, to, to ask, hey, where did I put my key? Where did I put this? Thankfully, I live in the compound of St. Anthony, so I, he, I have a kind of a, you know, one up on, on the others. But yeah, but, you know, I, I think each one brings in a different uh, dimension into the priestly ministry, for me at least, for me at least, you know. So there's, there isn't one that I have uh, that I go to for a daily devotion of that sort. Mm. Uh, but, you know, it, it, you know, when I need something, I, I kind of know who do I want to. Um, yeah, but one of the first saints book that I picked up in the seminary, because in the first year we were always asked to pick one book uh, to read about a saint. I actually picked on, on Saint Francis de Sales. You know, uh, yeah, you know, a great writer, a great uh, priest. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, so different saints have inspired me different way, and yeah. hopefully the one that really inspires me at the end will be Saint Clarence de Vedas when it happens. <laughs> 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 No, I'm like, just kidding. But, but in that sense, you know, every one of us is a saint. In, in, in scripture, is very, very clear. You know, in each one of us, there is a, there is a saint in you know, all of us. Yeah. yeah so you know, Father by you always call us. Yeah. Correct. Always used to call us. You're a saint. You're a saint. You're a saint. Yeah. Exactly. No, Father. I used to wonder, right? It's like, is it wrong to have so many different faith, uh, different saints that you look up to, or you have to be like, you know, devoted or faithful to one saint? But you know, listening to the both of you, I know now that it's it's okay to look up to different saints in different situations. So it's fine. They won't get angry at you. Like, right. Good. Shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, okay, I mean, so you. Yeah. True. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's like, it's like you know, when you're driving for safe journey, you go to. I mean, traditionally, we, I, we all. I mean, Saint Christopher, we used to know. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, then we, you know, when we lose things, it's Saint Anthony's. You know. Yeah. When people who are married want a child, they go to Saint Anne or you know yeah. other saints. When you are, when you are, really in need, you go to Saint Jude. So I mean. People have different affinity to different saints, and I think that's Correct. the nice thing, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think recently I've noticed Saint Joseph a lot more for some reason because I never looked at him the same way I look at him this particular at this particular time because I'm like, wow. For the longest time, we never noticed the kind of person he used, he was, you know. So yeah. Anyway, that's about me. But today is all about you. And I think we've had an amazing session. It's been an hour plus already. And we want to 
thank both Father Clarence and Father Alex for actually being so honest and you, you know so open <laughs> with us. Of course, we were so um, worried about the questions that will come in, but you know the questions look amazing. And I think Father Clarence, I think we should do more of behind the ropes life of a priest. Okay, so you cannot stop at just <laughs> one because there's like so many, so many questions that are on the board that we can probably use for another session. But before we end the show today, I have compiled four questions which will be like somewhat of a rapid fire question. So Father Alex and Father Clarence, you will both need a paper and a pen. Um, do you have one with you right now? Now, oh, Father, Father Clarence is ready, like, you know, ready to go. <laughs> Father Alex like, you didn't tell me this earlier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you have it? Ready? Yes. Okay, yeah. so there's four simple questions and uh, you will have to give me the answer. Once you know the answer, you just write it and put it up and then I'll tell you whether it's right or wrong, okay? So for are those getting... of you who are... No, there's no, there's no prizes, Father. I know you're going okay. that way. <laughs> uh, your prize is our love to you and our prayers for you as well, Chay. No, no. Uh, this is the story of your, your reward is in heaven, not on earth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, so uh, for those of you who are watching, this is just a little, you know, a light-hearted moment that we share with our priests, not to do anything, uh, you know, to, to put them in the spot or anything, but just to continue with the fun we're having this morning. So the first question is, how old is Pope Francis? <laughs> no Googling. <laughs> no Googling. <laughs> Okay, on the count of three, you show me the answer, okay? One, okay. two, three. I cannot see. Father Clarence says 83, Father Alex says 82. Okay, so based on uh, Google, if you actually check for uh, Pope Francis, is 84. <laughs> Very okay. close. So, okay, Ken, no problem. That, that, that's, that's in the Chinese calendar, so it's what you add one year. So it's 83, actually. <laughs> okay, la, thank you. La. <laughs> Next Mine question. <laughs> Two years behind, is it? <laughs> All right. Uh, the next question is: What is Pope Francis's nationality? I think this one the easiest. Okay, one, two, three. Argentina, yeah, for Alex. Argentinian, yay! Well done. All right, question number three. Which I was gonna country? Put, I was gonna put I was gonna put Maradona instead of Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Which country in the world has the most number of Catholics? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was defined right. pra practicing and non-practicing. <laughs> I don't have the stats for that one, Lafada. Okay, have... all right. <laughs> I can do okay, one. <laughs> one, two, three. Ciao. Italy and Philippines. Okay, while both those countries are in the list, Brazil actually has oh, the most okay. amount of Catholics in the world. Yeah, they have 127 million Catholics in the world. So, okay, yeah. Wow. Mm. All right. And our last question is, what does the word rosary mean? Wow. 
This one is going to be a giveaway. Uh, how we, we, we didn't pay attention in class. This <laughs> day, day I fell, I fell asleep. All right, one, two, three, show. Roses, right? Beads of roses, yay! Yes, actually, uh, rosary actually means garland of roses. So well done. Our, 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 our professor will be, will be proud of us. <laughs> We professor, paid, paid attention in class. Mark, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, you know, at a, at one point, I was like, what if my answers don't match father's answer, and then their answer is right, and my answer is wrong? But you know, Google always helps in that case. So yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much for being so sporting this morning. I mean, your answers. I think the lightheartedness of this whole conversation showed us that you know, ultimately behind the rope. There is still a human being. And just like every one of us, you know, we have emotional needs. We have mental health needs as well. And I think we should appreciate our priests a little bit more and remember that they are human as well. You know, they're just one of us too. So thank you, Father Clarence and Father Alex, for joining us. Father Clarence, I would like to, you know, request that we have another session of Behind the Rope Sure. sometime in the future so that you know our viewers can send in more questions as well and for all of you thank you so much for joining us this morning um don't forget to like share and of course follow us and subscribe as well so that you get notified every time we go live or every time we put out a new video okay so we've come to the end of the show and i think it's time for us to you know end it with a nice prayer father clarence father alex that's <laughs> <laughs> like past Baton. Yeah, this this what happens with the peace life as well. <laughs> <laughs> so there really is nothing different, huh? Not, nothing is free. <laughs> It's just like when you go for a birthday party, if there's a priest, the first one, even though you are saying the priest, Father, can you say the prayer? So, amongst, so it happens amongst us also. So we also pass the pass the baton to someone else. Anyway, Father, Father, Father Alex is our guest. We ask Father Alex to say a prayer and give yeah, the okay. blessing. Okay. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God, our Father, we thank you for giving us a, a light-hearted hearted moment uh, to share with one another some aspects of uh, the life of a priest, some aspects of what we can uh, share with one another in the community of, uh, you know, the community life itself with the priest. Uh, so we ask that we continue to pray for all the priests, you know, that, uh, that we have constant community uh, prayers as well for the priests, and also that the priest may also have the grace to continue to be faithful to your calling, to be one with you, uh, uh, to be uh, always uh, human, um, human, and not be afraid to be human in that sense. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So that concludes Catholics at Home podcast for this Saturday morning. We hope you enjoyed the session as much as I did. And, uh, you know, if you do have any suggestions of topics that you'd like to see being featured on the show as well, do not, um, do not hesitate to send us a PM or a DM, okay? In the meantime, I'm going to wish you a fantastic weekend ahead. Uh, stay safe and continue to, you know, keep each other... Um, Keep each other safe, lah. Because in this moment of a pandemic, I think let's 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 be more um, take more precautionary measures as well. All right. Till we see you next week, same time, same place. You have a great and blessed week ahead. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you, Meg. Thank you, Mark.